0: is we know we're going to get to the other side. Yeah, I think that's the greatest thing, the hope. Hope is everything. That's why we have this, is we have that hope. And we know that by trusting in Him, something big is going to happen. And that's why we get to go, God, I don't know how, I'm thanking you for this, and I know you're going to get me to the other side. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know if it's going to be a smooth ride or keep on being bumpy, but I know you're going to get me to the other side. It's exciting
1: hope. This is Words to Live By, a podcast that serves the purpose to help you supercharge your relationships with God, others, and yourself. I'm Michael Gibson, and in this episode, my dad and I really deep dive on the topic of trusting God when it seems like the storm is raging around us. We're going to tell you some personal stories from our own life and how we trusted him through the raging and bumpy waters of life. And we're going to teach you some things that you can do today to make sure that you get to the other side. Well, here we go with our very first episode of our brand new podcast called Words to Live By. Hey, everybody. It's Michael Gibson here alongside my co-host, who I get to introduce for the very first time. And uh, this is also our very first project we've ever done together. My dad, my partner in crime, Roger Gibson is with us today. So how excited are you, dad, that we're going to be doing this podcast together? I am very excited. It's like a dream come true. Oh, well. To be with you here. Well, it's a dream come true for me too. And uh, we've been working so hard on this. And um, it's been something that has definitely been in the works for a long time. And uh, I've kind of been keeping it a secret. And so the fact that we get to launch... Uh, the show. Now, finally, and we can we can start t- telling mom about it. And uh, finally, we can start telling our family and friends about it. So <laughs> yes, we
0: don't have to live in secret anymore. But That's hey, right. really, what I thought is these podcasts is like our regular conversations that we, we you and I always have had.
1: Yeah, you're right. You and I have a lot of really great conversations. And um, you're definitely a big mentor to me and probably my biggest mentor. And uh, um, so well, thank you. What's great is that we get to have the opportunity to be able to share these conversations with Um, with other people. And um, so you and I have a lot of fun talking. And, um, and so a lot of these things are really um, not just topics that, uh, that you and I just kind of pull out of nowhere. They're topics that have been actively in our conversations. And um, so it's just, uh, we're basically sharing what we're learning with these. And so it's, it's really, really
0: fun. Right. This is very intentional. Yeah. And what we're talking about is all things that are very uh, life applicable. Yeah, and that's where you and I always had these conversations. Is growing up is always trying to think, what does he need to know before he leaves home? Mm. And as your dad, and I'm so proud of you and how you got to do this. I actually get to learn from you now.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, we'll see. Oh, that's right. And you know, this is fun because we're starting really. Oh, I'm starting a new era for me personally. And, uh, we have lots of fun projects that are in store, which, um, I'm sure that we'll tell you about later, but, um, you know, really dad, the heart behind this show is, is really in all of our conversations is, um, we want to be able to equip people who are listening with the tools that you need to be able to succeed in your re- to succeed in your relationship with God and with others and yourself. And right. so really anything that you hear on this podcast, we really filter through those three, through those three categories. So, right.
0: And these are things that really, over time, as I've been uh, learning myself as a as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a follower of Jesus, is really thinking of what are everything we kind of need to know, as I shared earlier, before we leave home. And unfortunately, a lot of kids, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to grow up in a home where mom and dad or grandparents been able to Share things or have conversations with them that are big things in life that you need to know to be successful. And those are things that we call wisdom. And a lot of times, wisdom is passed on through the generation. And that's where we kind of learn through Deuteronomy chapter six is that we're supposed to walk side by side with our family to be able to pass on this wisdom. And really, this podcast is a lot like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. In fact, we originally wanted to call the podcast. I'm a little embarrassed to share this, but my very, when we first started planning this, the very first name I came up with was I wanted to call the wise cast. And, uh, so glad you didn't go with that. (laughs) You were so nice. You were like, you know, you were just like, Hey, you know, I like that. And, you know, maybe we can think of some other ones. And, um, after talking with friends and family, um, in fact, my uncle, Michael Smalley, uh, who also has a podcast, by the way, called Smalley Marriage Radio. I ran this by him, and he said, "You aren't seriously considering calling your podcast the Wise Cast, right?" And I was like, "Why? Because that's what it is. It's we're talking about wisdom, and and um, we're talking about w- wisdom that can really." Uh, supercharge our lives. And so, but he was like, well, I mean, that's all great, but you got to come up with something else. Right. You were thinking simplicity, one word. Yeah, that's right. Well, we needed a little bit more. <laughs> so I'm glad you changed the name yeah, of it. Yeah. So the podcast, I was actually praying in church and um, about the podcast several weeks ago and um, the Lord really named, uh, uh, named this podcast words to live by. And so I it just kind of came to me and I really liked it. And, and I talked to you about it and you said you really liked it. And so here we are. This is words to yep. live by.
0: And this is kind of what we've always done is just talk about things. So again, I think it's a great time to introduce people really into our relationship mm-hmm. and what it is like in our home yeah. to have these conversations. As you know, mom and I have been very intentional. And so that's really what the podcast is, is intentionality in words that we can talk about that we really need now in our mind but get it into our heart. Because out of the heart is where all of our words, thoughts, and actions come from. And if we have good words, good actions, good thoughts, then we're going to probably do something good. Yeah. As opposed to if we fill it up with bad stuff, then unfortunately we're going to have bad results. And people wonder why they have problems. (laughs) It's because of that. That's right. So hopefully we can help contribute to... Problems. Even though that's life, we're all going to have problems. Is we're going to be able to contribute and hopefully not just minimize the number of problems, but also be able to navigate through problems to get to the other side faster than instead of making more problems on top of other problems. Right.
1: Right. And so I'm excited to be able to be able to share that stuff and a really deep dive into that because that's really what this that's really what these podcasts are about is we really want to deep dive on some of these conversations. And I want to take the time to really deep dive on kind of who we are because we might have some people that are tuning in thinking to themselves, I don't know who these guys are. And uh, so I'm still learning that too. <laughs> Me too. And uh, so dad, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and um, kind of tell people who you are and uh, what you do and um, and why you're co-hosting this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Other than my son
0: is paying me very well <laughs> with nothing. That's right. So, coffee. Yes, lots of coffee. And, uh, but anyways, I get the privilege of being a husband to my high school sweetheart. And now we've been married for a little over 25 years. Mm-hmm. Now and that's Carrie. So we've had a phenomenal uh, just life of growing up. I feel truly blessed by knowing her. Then obviously three amazing kids and I get to do this show with my oldest, Michael, and then Hannah, my daughter, and my youngest daughter, Zoe, and all three of them keep me still going. I used to think, boy, I can't wait until they grow up so my life would be easier. Actually, my life has gotten busier, <laughs> more complicated. Boy, I miss the diaper phases, but um, it really is, as um, a pastor, is I get to enjoy working with people constantly, get to work with all ages, or been a part of ministry for over 25 years and being able to just talk from all generations. Millennials to now whatever the generation is, after millennials, now is coming up all the way to the baby boomers, and and so it's a lot of fun because I get to learn from every single one. And uh, most of all is just love being a follower of Jesus. In everything I do is to be able to say that with um, gratefulness with that. Mm. So. Well,
1: you do such a good job. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think with this resume of yours, we're going to let you keep the job as co host on this podcast. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think you fired in the first <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> That's, That's right. a first for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to give you a little introduction to me, um, I am 24 years old. I just turned 24 in November. And um, I well, congratulations, thank you. And I am a college graduate.
0: Congratulations! Gra- yes,
1: that is. Which we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, that is definitely. I'm sure you'll hear my college journey several times on this podcast. But I uh, so when I say that, I say it with enthusiasm that I'm a college graduate from Evangel University. In so does your California. mom and dad? Yeah. <laughs> no, no more, no more tuition bills, yes. and no more hearing me complain about how everything's been. Crazy, all those assignments. And uh, so basically, I have always wanted to do a podcast. Well, ever since podcast came out, which dad can attest to this, I've always wanted to release something. But I just really haven't felt um, that anything I've come up with has been the right idea. And so um, when this idea kind of first popped in my head, I was a little bit hesitant at first because um, I'm actually a food host. And so I literally eat for a living. I have a, And you're
0: very good at that.
1: Well, oh, thank you. <laughs> My waistline says that, too. Um, but but you're Emmy Award winning. Oh, dad always likes to put host. that in there. Yeah, yes. yeah, Your
0: mom and I are very proud of having an Emmy Award winning son. Well, hey, thank you. That's uh, <laughs> I could make this awkward and talk about yeah. that. Don't go we there. We always say. Oh, geez. Your mother and I had actually Emmy Award winning son. Oh, geez. You actually said it. Because when you got conceived, oh. and you were actually conceived in Hollywood, what? of all things, which I is amazing to this. me. Uh, and you're an Emmy Award winning host. So oh, my gosh. You're
1: welcome. Yeah. Well, thank you. I guess they have yes. literal good roots. Actually, you can thank me the most because I did all the work. <laughs> yes. As Jim Gaffigan said, you helped for like five seconds. And so um, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, anyway, um, but yeah, I've, I've had, you know, some really fun success really early on in my career. And so it's been fun. And, and so I love this kind of thing. I love hosting. And so... I've, I've loved being able to to build this show with you, Dad, and, and uh, so today's show is titled Trusting God When It Hurts to Trust. So, Dad, trusting in God is something that you and I have had the most conversations about this past year. Right. It's a,
0: it's a wonder why yeah. we always have those conversations, trusting right. God, because
1: life is hard. And it hurts to trust God yeah, sometimes.
0: Yeah, it does. And, and so many, as you know, Dad likes to take control. Dad likes to, in his way, be able to do it my way.
1: Like the Frank Sinatra song, yes. you like to do it your way. way.
0: I heard someone just say it should be Yahweh, yeah. you know, thinking <laughs> Christmas. So it uh, won't go that far to be that yeah. cheesy, but it would be really probably a good theme song. Probably make millions if it you came up would. with Yahweh yeah. to the lyrics of it. But it is my way is what I love. Yeah. And when we get into things we can't control, then there's this thing called faith trusting in God in the hard times. And and that's why
1: it's, why do we have hard times anyways? I mean, that's what I ask myself all the time. I know my grandpa, Gary Smalley, we're gonna talk by the way about Gary Smalley a lot on this program. So he just seems to always find his way onto these programs. And if you don't know who Gary Smalley is, uh, we won't be offended if you switch off the podcast while still listening to us and Googling real quick, Gary Smalley. But my grandpa was a best selling author, sold millions of books all over the world, and uh, spoke all over the country. And I remember he used to tell me I would go over to his house all the time because we lived right next to him. And literally, we lived on this property where there was a creek that would run through. And so it was literally over the mountain and through the woods to grandpa's house. I went and I would plow myself down in that chair and I would just start, you know, sharing with him all the things that was upsetting me and all the things that were hard. And he would look at me and he had these little pom poms in his desk. You remember these pom poms? I
0: remember those pom poms. He
1: would take him out of his desk and he'd wave them in the air and he'd say, "Yay! I'm so excited that this is happening to you. And I'm like, well, this is insane. I was like, you are literally insane. But he now that I've gotten older, I can really appreciate that because he used to tell me all the time that trials actually were good for us and that the reason we go through trials is so we can be gained closer to God and get more endurance to be able to navigate life's hardships.
0: Right, and, and that was kind of grandpa's theme, is that he always taught, and I learned a lot from that as well, is, is cheering, being grateful, thankful for trials. Right. Because we get the opportunity to grow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We get the opportunity to become more like him, and that's what he would always say is, if you don't learn it now, it's gonna come back around again. And then if you don't learn it then, it's gonna come back again. And so that's why when we encounter hardships, when we encounter trials, such as a thing, maybe uh, schools or school time right now, where we're getting into, you know, starting up the new year, maybe you didn't get all the classes that you wanted, or whatever it may be, it may not be good, or maybe paying for school is hard. Yeah, I'll attest uh, right that. Right, yeah, you Jeez. know that. Yeah. On it, and you're wondering where in the world? How am I going to pay for school this year? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's something that I wrestled with every single year of my college journey, which, by the way, I was a fifth year senior. And so um, and I'm proud to say that because I ended up getting through. But um, as we kind of alluded to it earlier in the show, this is a topic that dad and I have been really talking about this past year. And because um, this has been probably one of the most unique years of my life. When I say this year, I mean 2017, so now it's 2018. Last year was probably one of the most unique years of my life because I had a lot of really high highs. I had really some low lows as well. And so some of those high highs were things like graduating from college and um, winning the Emmy Award, like Dad said earlier in the show, and um, launching my first television endeavor. But really when it comes down to it, I found myself being very unhappy because When I graduated from school, it's like it became a journey of me comparing myself to people, constantly comparing myself to people. I could see that my friends that were getting these amazing jobs and, you know, moving to these really cool places around the country and getting paid tons of money. And I am choosing to be self-employed. I've had the my little entrepreneur. Oh, boy. Well, I love being able to do business. I love being able to get out there and create something and so whenever I think about my life I think about kind of how when I was thinking about my life at that time I was just thinking about how scary it was and that I kept thinking to myself wow how great would it be to be able to to be able to see myself making all this money and living with in these amazing places and, and having the money to be able to travel all these places like my friends were and uh, but really in reality I was sitting in a midwestern town Um, where I grew up and I just kind of got myself into a rut and uh, so today what we want to talk about is we really want to talk about three things that we that dad and I have discovered together that refocuses us and allows us to be able to trust God when it hurts to trust him and um, and so kind of the first step of me digging myself out of this hole was I read the book of Habakkuk am I saying that right Habakkuk Habakkuk yes Habakkuk yes no It's not Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Habakkuk? Yeah. Spell it. H-A-B-B-A-K-U-K, right? Are you sure? I don't know. But you're, you're the right. pastor. You're supposed to know this. Hey, I can't spell. That's why my spelling's gotten a lot worse. If anybody knows this, Since- please send us a video. Um, my Facebook is at the Michael Gibson, and you can always go on MichaelGibson.org and find me. But if anybody knows the real name of this, because Dad and I are not the ones to be spelling out this. Um, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Habakkuk. H- Habakkuk. Yeah. Well, let's just go with that. So, anyway, I was reading the book of Habakkuk, and I was thinking to myself, that doesn't sound right. And uh, I was, um, I, I-, I love it because. It's the, the first part of the book is um, is Habakkuk is really just kind of complaining. He's saying, Lord, do you not see all these things that are happening? Do you not see that we're all in pain and we're suffering? And and, um, you know, it's like he's knocking on the door and saying, hello, are you up there? Are you seeing any of this? And um I really love God's response because he's he says look among the nations and see and wonder and be astounded for I am doing work in your days that you would not believe if you were told. That's and a great so verse. So I found myself thinking cuz literally before I read that I was praying to the Lord and I was saying, "Lord, what is the deal? All my friends are getting these amazing jobs and I'm sitting here in my rented house in Springfield, Missouri, and, uh, you know, hello, nothing's happening for me. No doors are opening up. Do you not see that my bank account is in the negative? Do you not see these letters coming from my bank saying that if I don't get money in tomorrow, I'm going to get kicked out of the bank. And then it's it's like it's like the Lord just directed me. I had never even read this book one time and I just opened up my Bible and it was there. Don't you love when that happens? And um, and then I read the Lord's answer. Look among the nations and see a wonder and be astounded. That word astounded just jumped out at me. For I am doing work in your days that you would not believe if told, and so it was like I just—it's like the Lord told me, "Listen, you don't have any idea what's going on. You don't have any idea what's going on behind the curtain, and uh, so you just need to trust me." And later in the book, by the way, and I love what Habakkuk says in the end because you know this book is really a conversation between God and Habakkuk, and he's kind of complaining, and, and the Lord's kind of sharing with him what he's going to do. And at the end, he says, "Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruits be on the vines." The, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, and the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places. That's good. Isn't that encouraging? That is, And so I just kind of film myself saying, Lord, even though my bank account is dry as a bone, and even though my car makes this weird noise, I need to get a new one soon. And I'm way overdue. And even though nothing seems to be happening for me, I will rejoice in you because you make my, you make me jump in the fields like deer. And so it was just so encouraging to me. And so it really helped me refocus my life. And it really helped me say that trusting in God is never a bad idea. It's always a good idea. But sometimes it's just being able to say to myself, to yourself, I'm going to trust the Lord, even though I don't want to, because I know he's going to get me to the other side. Right? Because we don't even know what he's doing behind the scenes. And so the first one, the first step that i found in steps for trusting him when it hurts is to rest in him. And we actually talked about this last week on a show we called this crazy little thing called loving me, which is recharging your batteries with self care, but resting in him. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. speaking of grandpa, one thing he used to have is, I don't know if you ever saw this, but he had this little sign in his office that said, I think he had it personalized for himself. It said, good morning, Gary, this is God. I'm taking your stresses from here and I hope you have a great day. Right.
0: Yeah. That's, that was so him though.
1: Yeah. On it, because he would
0: get tied up in all the things as well. It's, and that's one of the things is we. Are learning going through, so that was a great passage that you just read because it's really so true. Is we don't know what God is doing behind the scenes. He is sovereign, which means he is he's working everything out, which still blows my mind just to even think about that. But he's working everything out. Yeah, he's outside the situation, right? And he's bringing it all together, not just for you, but for other people as well that could be impacted or it will be impacted. By that situation. And so for us to hear that word that you just shared, astounding, is we're going to be astounded by it. Yeah. Because how much we look at things and when we look, go back into, we talk about these problems. We don't know what's going to happen on the other side, but we're in the mist. We're present
1: within the presence. And it really stinks in the presence.
0: It really does because you can't see. But now when you look back, you start going, wow, God worked there. God worth there. God worth there. And we get to look back and we see God showing up time and after time after time. And then we get into another situation and we get right back into the same rut. And that's what I love about James 1. He talked about, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials. We go down into four. And so that, why? So that we may be perfect and complete.
1: Mm. Wow, how encouraging is that?
0: Lacking in nothing. You know, another NIV talks about use the word mature with it. And so for us to decide that when we're gonna learn, so trusting is what I love about scripture is that you see God showing up time after time after time. And when you read it through, you especially the Old Testament. You go through, why doesn't the Israelites just remember that God provided there? He did there. And yet they would go off to something else and get lost. And they would be out of it for 40 years. Then God would redeem them again, bring them back, do something miraculous. And then they fall right back in the same rut, time after time and after time again. And we wonder, wow, if I would have lived during that time and I would have saw the Red Seas parted, uh, I would have never have had any problems because
1: <laughs> I would have been so yeah. faithful. And not just that, but manna coming from heaven and the water right. coming out of the rock in the middle of... It's almost like you I think that a lot when I'm reading the Old Testament. And seeing all the things that God did in Egypt with all the plagues. And, oh. I
0: mean, they had everything pointing to how real he is, how much he loves and how much he's going to provide for them every single day. And then you get guys going over to check out this promised land. And they come back, and only two of them would be able to say, oh, we know, even though they're big guys over there, they're giants. Only two of them, Joshua and Caleb, said, uh, we know God will surely give us this land. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them had to die off before they could go in. But of all the people, of the guys, now these weren't just any guys that got to go. These were God that guys that God ordained to go, two of them had that big faith to go, wow, I've seen what God has done even in the midst of not being good. We thought we were gonna die. And then he parted this amazing sea and we walked right through it and then killed our enemies by collapsing the water. Wow, how could you forget that? And then we get into our own lives. And how much we see God working in our past, God providing, God being there when we needed him, most or how he showed up and did whatever he did, the supernatural, and then we get into our situation and we end up not having faith.
1: Well, that's really good, Dad, because I think that a lot of times that, I mean, in my reading of the scripture, this is how I've interpreted this, and you you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the Israelites had this constant mindset of it's me rather than we, we meaning them and God. Because I think a lot of times that they would kind of say, you know, how are we ever going to get through this? And it's really not them getting through it. It was the Lord that got them through it. It was the Lord of the part of the Red Sea and it was the Lord that delivered them out of, out of Egypt. And so for me in my personal life, that's what I've really had to focus on this year is it's not me, it's we, because I, I can't do anything by myself. No, but you're saying it's God is with you, right? God is with us wherever we go and but trusting in God says wholeheartedly that I can't do this alone and that I need divine help in this situation. Right, and God could do the supernatural. Right. Like part the Red
0: Sea right. when you need him to, or sometimes is he's gonna bring other people into your life that are gonna do things, such as maybe a medical doctor that fixes you know something or repairs the heart so you can keep living. So there's all kinds of ways that God works in our life to be able to uh, deliver or be able to maybe have that thing that we're wanting fixed so bad or wanting in our own lives, he brings it into our lives, is being able to have that faith to be able to go, what can I do today to start living out of not fear, not out of anxiety or about worry? Because what is comparison really saying? When you talked about I started comparing things, is you started saying, God, I don't like my story. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what you start doing. Yeah, it start saying, God, I don't like what you're doing in my life. I don't. I think this is messed up. I need to hit the restart button.
1: Yeah, I honestly felt like I was. I was on a sitcom. I felt like my life was a sitcom, and that I was the wrong character in the sitcom. Right. I felt then like I was just a very side discontent. Character. Right. Yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And, right. Then when we get very discontent. We start having feelings of maybe depression, we start thinking negative thoughts and we start feeling sorry for ourselves and it's not a good place to be, right? With that, but so really what is the antidote to that? What would be something that would help us go from that state where we're feeling sorry for ourselves or maybe feeling discontented and this goes for everyone. Yeah. This is I've seen, you know, what we may call spiritual giants all the way to new believers we all fall into this trap we all get into it, we start wondering what in the world is gonna do so how do we get into this mode of maybe feeling sorry for ourselves or no one cares no one is doing anything for me I'm the wrong person in the sitcom is what can we do to be able to get out of that mode out of maybe the Israelites mode of, of unbelief unfaith to
1: back into this thing a big faith? is how do we do that I think it's daily being able to say to yourself, like Grandpa's sign, Good morning, Gary. Uh, this is God. I'm handling your problems today, so have a great day. I think it's being able to say to yourself, I'm going to trust God because I can't do this alone. This isn't a me thing. This needs to be a we thing in saying that, that God's going to help me get through this, get to the other side. Right. And
0: there's a story in 2012 Is for us is Carrie and I, your mom and I, Just really sense that God was calling us to something else and so I prayed and prayed and prayed and then I thought okay I'm supposed to resign all right so I took everything I had I wrote a resignation paper up in January 2012 and so I handed it in and they tore it up wow and I thought going wait a minute I felt total peace over this decision they tore it up and thought hey can you help us transition out and then in two years, you can go. And I thought, wow, that must be a redirection of the Lord, whatever it is. I just thought, you know what? Right now is not the right time because this happened. About April, April, I God just started really putting on my heart again. You got to resign. You got to resign. got to resign. And so I this time I wrote instead of a resignation letter, I wrote a blessing letter and went in and they accepted it this time and and this is the place you worked and this is the place where I worked and so now they accepted it now I I almost passed out I almost was ready to throw up right there because now I realize I'm fully on my own Mm -hmm. I didn't have the job yet I didn't have what we're doing yet well I knew what we were doing because we were going overseas and so I was like Oh, no. And it was like God was saying, okay, you obeyed me here. Now you get to watch me provide here. I've never been in that situation before. Never been in. I've always had all my I's dotted, my T's crossed that when I went into a situation. But now we talked about that. Oh, crap. What have I done? Yeah. And I just remember going, I don't know how God is going to do this, but he's going to do this. He's been praying about this and since real peace. And from that time, April, to the end of May, God provided basically all of our lodging, all of our food in Ethiopia. We had everything covered.
1: Yeah, because that's the first country you went to is Ethiopia. Right.
0: So we went and spent time in Ethiopia and a guy unbeknown to him. He just called me and said, Hey, can you help us with this? And they had some things going on. He said, I'll pay for you to be there and pay for your lodging, pay for your food to do this. And it was unbelievable. I really got to see, because I'd never been in that circumstance. And that we went from Ethiopia to Haiti and Nicaragua. God did each of those. And then we promised Hannah to she could finish school back in the U.S. And so we came back. But even when we lived in Nicaragua last, God provided a job and when I was in Nicaragua. So when we came back, I already had the job and everything. And it was just a tremendous testimony of what God has done when we fully trust him, even in the midst of maybe going, I don't know. Even yes. when it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. But here's the thing I knew. Is even though that's a big story, like the Israelites. Usually in the Israelites in the Old Testament, when God did something significant, they raised up a monument to show that God did something big here so they wouldn't forget. Mm -hmm. Well, I had not that big moments, but I've had moments after moments after moments of God showing up and doing something big. So what's the antidote? Is we get to look back through his word, what he's done and but we get to look back what he's done in our own lives so as a listener what can we do is we can maybe go back and if you kept a journal you can read through your journal and see where god has showed up and did something in your life or maybe you can go back and just start thinking about times where god provided here god provided here you could go all the way back into your family life as a kid maybe you saw god provide when you were little in a way We can always go back because those are monuments that we put up where God showed up again and again and again and again. So that gives us big faith, the ability to trust, even though it's brand new. We don't know how God's going to do it. But we know because of what he's done in the past, as he promises never to leave us or forsake us. That's
1: right. He will never abandon us. Right. So
0: we can cheer about it. Like grandpa used to say, because we know that God is going to do something spectacular. So it's almost now we get to sit on the sidelines. We got to stay active. But we sit on the sideline because we're so excited to see
1: how is God going to answer this? How's God going to get us through this? Right. And, you know, there's another part of this on our journey through trusting God when it hurts to trust is giving a listening ear. And this was advice that you gave me about a year ago. I did. Yes. Oh, good. Yes, actually. Well, I mean, really, you gave me the advice when I was at, at my school in Santa Barbara. Okay. And um, but I think that the, and this might be a big part of your story, too. But for me personally, um, when I have to give when I when I make the the big step of being able to say that this isn't a me thing, it's a it's a we partnership. It's a partnership between between God and I and, uh, and that he's in control and that he's omnipresent through this whole thing. It's almost, I have to have a listening ear because a lot of times whenever I'm feeling like I have to do this, there's no way God's going to get me through this. I tend to make some really stupid decisions based on my conscience, <laughs> which you know this, right? I try and dig myself out and it's like I try and create all these opportunities for myself when really, All I have to do is just sit there and listen to the Holy Spirit and give a listening ear to what He wants me to do. Right. And that's
0: why the Holy Spirit is in our life, is the Holy Spirit is a helper. It's a GPS. Right. He said when he left, I'm going to send someone greater. And so we have the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing how we have this Holy Spirit. And so many times as believers, as Christ followers, that we don't actually take the time to... Listen to him because God knows what's going to happen in the future. God knows what's exactly is going to come in your way, obstacles, other things. He, and here's the thing. It's not a surprise to him that you're in this situation.
1: Right, because he planned that.
0: Right. And that's the sovereignty of it. And he's not trying to go, oh, no, now i got to figure this one out <laughs> for him. So give me a little bit more time. He, that's not God. God knows that you're in this situation. He knows exactly what he's doing in your life. And he knows exactly where he's going to take you. Mm-hmm. But when we decide to do it on our own, or we decide to maybe do it off of what other people tell us, it could lead to more problems.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And But we don't seek the Holy Spirit and listen to his voice to go, where does he want us to go? Mm-hmm. That takes big faith. Because mm-hmm. you're going, whoa, I'm, wait, I'm making this decision. I'm seeking God. And now I got to do this. Because that decision could be contrary to what everyone else says. That's right. And that takes big faith. And so that's what we want to do is we want to be obedient. And that, because that's really what the relationship is. Are we going to be obedient
1: to him? To trust in him.
0: Right. Exactly. And that's that big faith of going, God, everyone says everything points this way, but you're pointing this way with okay. that. I love the story when it goes, when the disciples were going across the sea. Yeah, I love that. Uh, remember the, the Sea he, of
1: Galilee and the storm is raging around them and they're thinking to themselves, uh, I'm going to die and we're not going to get to the other side. And um, Jesus mm. is sleeping in the boat. That's what really amazes me about that is, is could you imagine being like picture you're on a cruise boat and we've been on cruises before together right. where the I, we don't think we're going to make it to the other side. Right. And I remember specifically we we're on a cruise to Alaska and there was this huge storm that came by and there was like a uh, the the boat was like rocking and we were going back and forth and we were walking like slamming into walls. And so we were paying more out. fun. Yeah. Now, in our situation, well, for you, it made it more fun. Right. For me, it was like seasick. And poor mom, she gets so seasick with that she kind does. of stuff, too. But it's almost like us going up to the bridge and seeing the captain fast asleep and not really doing anything. And the, and the steering wheel is going from side to side to side. And there's n- and you're like, whoa, what is this guy doing? And, and you know, you want to go wake him up. and You want to say, uh, what do you think you're doing? And so that's what the disciples did. They went to Jesus and they woke him up and they said, Do you not see this raging storm around us?
0: Right. And again, the storm of life. We're in the storm. We can't see the other side because the rain is coming down so hard. The swells of the water is so high we can't see the other side. And yet we have the captain. He's asleep. But what's crucial about that passage is what Christ says before. Now, you would think, okay, Jesus, who is God, knows the weather report. (laughs) You know he knows that. Right. And he surely knows that in the middle of the night, a wicked storm is going to come, and we're going to die. But yet, before he told him, he said, go get in the boat. I'll meet you. I'll see you on the other side, when we get to the other side. So... Christ already told him, we're getting to the other side. He didn't say, hey, go get in a boat because you're going to go down halfway in the water (laughs) when we get out to the middle of the lake. Or I'm going to lose half of you in this lake. And I'll decide at that moment who I'm going to take and who I'm going to let live. No, he said, I'm going to take you to the other side. And right now we know we have listeners probably going, hey, I'm in that storm of life. You don't know my situation.
1: Yeah, because there's know, some really tough situations out there's there. There's some
0: very tough situations, and some of it is, is horrible and painful, and yet they're in this situation, and they don't really see the other side. They see the water. They see the swells. They see the cracks in the boat, and they don't even see a captain. They don't even see. They don't even have one sleeping. They just don't see it at all, mm-hmm. and yet they're in the boat, and they're thinking they're going to go down they can't hold on any longer and that's where we get to go in the storm of life that Jesus in his word already promises us because Romans eight twenty eight, 28 he promises turn any negative that's that storm into a positive positive. and that's something that we can always hold on to and being able to grab a hold of God's promises we're gonna get to the other side hold on to that word be able to grab that word, write it on your heart to know that you're going to get over. It's going to be, you may get a little seasick. You may have to, bump into some walls. You may have to bail, up, bail out some water. Yeah. You may not be able to have a smooth journey. It may take a little extra longer. In fact, the boat may be even going backwards because the wind is so hard. But here's the good news. And it's hard to see it in the midst of the pain. And it doesn't happen over one day. It could happen over a year, two years, three years, is we know we're going to get to the other side. Yeah. I think that's the greatest thing, the hope. Hope is everything. That's why we have this, is we have that hope. And we know that by trusting in him, something big is going to happen. And that's why we get to go, God, I don't know how. I'm thanking you for this. And I know you're going to get me to the other side. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know if it's going to be a smooth ride or keep on being bumpy. But I know you're going to get me to the other side. That's exciting hope. That's something that's going to let us wake up the next day. But if we lose that, then it is hard to get back up and keep moving forward in the boat. But he's got it. He's He's got it. So we don't have to worry about that. Yeah with it but it's hard to do it in the midst of the storm mm. when you can't walk a straight line because the boat is going so back and forth yeah you can't eat because your stomach is nauseated
1: but you know you're gonna hit land soon mm. Mm. it's gonna kind of happen yeah it's gonna happen and um, so you know just to recap our conversation we've been talking about you know the first step for the people that are thinking man I really am in that right now. You guys are totally talking about exactly what's going on in my life. Um, Let's go ahead and maybe give some quick steps that people can do right now. Right. To be
0: able to get that big um, step into being right there. The first thing we do is we thank God for the situation. Mm. It's being thankful Mm. that God, because he says, consider it pure joy. In James 1 verse 2 consider it joy and you are going. wait how do I consider this joy if my boyfriend just left me I lost my job I can't pay for school I'm going to have to move out of this apartment because I don't have any money to pay for it is he's first thing we want to do is thank him for it because God is in control God is sovereign God is working in your life and we thank him for that Mm -hmm. thank you God for this situation that's hard to do because sometimes that, what, what, why do we thank him? It's because we don't want our hearts become bitter. That's right. We don't want our heart to become angry towards any situation. When we're thankful, then we become grateful. You have the choice to be bitter or better. Right. And that's why we thank God is because we want to change the mindset of this and know that God, you're God and i thank you because i know you're going to do something amazing
1: about this. Yeah. With it. So that's the first thing we do is yeah. we thank him for that. Yeah. And here's a great second step is i this is something i've been doing in my prayer time in the morning and um i force myself to do this too and and a lot of times um sometimes my morning's hectic and so i find myself doing this in the shower sometimes because uh, by the way if you ever if, if you take showers in the morning like i do Um, That's a great time to play. Thankful you take showers in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, because I just it helps me wake up. And so one thing I do is you're probably gonna laugh at this, but it really does help. Is I think of every single one of the things that I'm stressing out about. And I think about, you know, the insecurities I have about certain things and the things I'm anxious about and the things that I'm having a tough time trusting God through. And I literally picture like I take it in my hand, I picture it in my hand, I close my eyes and I literally lift my hand up to the sky and I say, Lord, this is something I'm struggling with this is something that i don't really know if i'm going to get to the other side and i don't really know if this is if the storm's going to calm in the situation but i'm just going to give that to you and i'm going to hand this to you because you're in charge of this now and actually i go down the line and i every single thing that i am stressing out about or that i'm having a tough time with i literally take it i put it in my hand and I dedicate it to the Lord and I say, I'm going to trust you to get me out of this. This is yours. And so I think that's a great second step is being able to physically say to yourself and saying to God, you're in charge. This is your, the, you're going to give me the other side and that you can calm the storm in a second and you can make something happen in a second. And so I'm just going to give this to you. I think that's a great second step people can take.
0: Right. So being thankful, giving it to God, acknowledging and even doing a physical uh, movement like you do handing it over to God doing something like that is a great second step and then so really what are we doing when we're doing that is we're living out Hebrews 11 1 it says I love the new living translation of this faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we cannot see it shows the reality of what we hope for mm. it's big faith and being able to show that, to know that God is doing that. And God, this is what we know is gonna happen because you're possi- you're able to do all of that with it. So being able to see it. So we got thanking him for it. Second, personally handing it over to him. And third is seeing it. Is are we gonna see it being done? Because that's faith. Faith isn't really going, God, you, I don't know if you're gonna be able to do this or not. I don't know if you're really going to deliver, but faith is knowing, is seeing it being done. And it's amazing that when you have that faith, how much easier it is to go through the storm. Because already, I see stepping foot on that land. I already see walking into that restaurant and having finally a meal that I can eat and keep in my stomach. <laughs> Right, So you see that happening and you know you're going to get there. And then what happens is that tremendous hope of knowing that, man, we're going to get there. So that's one, two, and three Yeah, is we're seeing that. And like the widow lady in Luke chapter 16 is we don't ever, ever give up. That's right. Never give up. It's not worth it. No. And so when we talk about not giving up is keep planting good seed. Keep planting good seed. Keep planting good seed. And don't give up because you don't know when God is going to answer that prayer. That's right. Uh, To get you to the other side for you to put that foot on the nicest land that you've ever seen. Sturdy. it would be awesome. And that's what we want to get to is that. Because that could be your promised land. And you could be wandering in the wilderness forever over and over and what God say man you don't see what is on this other side you don't see what's across the lake I, through the storm with the here's a great example of this and this is going back into relationships so a lot of times when couples may be having a hard time and there may be infidelity there's two big prayers it is one is do I stay with this person two is or do I need to go with that and so being able to, both of them take tremendous faith and praying it through, but then also being able to listen to the voice of God. Because here's the thing. God can breathe life into any dead thing. And wow. if your marriage is dead, if your career is dead, if you're, you're feeling like you're, you're uh, schooling, it could be ending because you don't have the money to finish it. Here's the good news. God can breathe life into any of that. Mm. And if you don't pray... Or trust in him that he's going to get you. Trust in him that he is going to fix it. Because I love what you say. God starts at impossible.
1: And that is so true. That is true. That is true. Well, we've gotten to the other side of our episode now. And um, thank you so much, Dad, for this conversation on trusting God. And uh, by the way, we post all of our show notes on my website, michaelgibson.org. And uh, so if you've really enjoyed this topic today, feel free to go there. I'm always available if you want to share your stories. If you want to ask questions, you can email me. Um, michael at michaelgibson.org it's my personal email address michael at michaelgibson.org and uh, by the way if you've really been enjoying this show today uh, feel free to give us a rating and subscribe because that really does help us out it helps us get on those iTunes listen lists and we want a big rating that's right we like our big ratings we like those five stars because it really helps us uh, get in touch with people that maybe might not have been able to find our podcast in the past and uh, so and then they can also post it on their site to help others that may be wanting to do it sure if you have somebody in your in your mind that you've been listening to this thinking wow this person really needs to hear that iTunes allows you or wherever you listen to your podcast allows you to be able to uh, share links and so that's a great way to be able to uh, get this podcast into the hands of the people that need it our show music is composed by Rob McClain and uh, thank you so much again for listening. I'm Michael Gibson and you've been listening to Words to Live By.